Welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast and I'm Koji Brent Williams. The VA Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. My conversation today is on the major development in the Seychelles aviation space and its objective of making travel to the paradise destination a seamless one. My guest, Alan Reynold, the Principal Secretary at the Ministry of Civil Aviation, Port and Marine, and Tom Martin of Triversary outline initiatives and ongoing development to make Seychelles a smart destination. Good morning and welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast. And today I'll be talking about Seychelles Island. You know, I I, I like to travel to Seychelles and it's a, a destination that I recommend for every to everyone to visit uh, at some point uh, in your life. And uh, a lot of development have been going on in the Seychelles, not just, you know, uh, the beaches, sun and sand experience, but in terms of travel, in terms of um, infrastructure. And uh, this morning we'll be talking about the civil aviation, the process of getting there. And they've quite innovated to be, uh, as we speak, the second country after UAE to have technology, uh, you know, face technology that allows you to go through uh, without having to have the manual uh, passport processes. So with me today is Alan, who is a PS of the Ministry of Aviation. And I think he's going to introduce himself. And then uh, Tom, he's with a uh, Triversary, right? If, if if I'm all right, thank you, gentlemen, and uh, let me thank you again for accepting to speak to me. No problem, Kajo. A pleasure. Okay. Alan, if I start with you, you know, as a chief government person with respect to uh, aviation, can you introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Hi. So um, I am the principal secretary for Civil Aviation Ports and Marine. So I'm sort of the chief executive officer for the Ministry of Transport when it comes to aviation uh, and, and the maritime sector uh, in transport. And so for today's discussion, uh, it's about the airport. So uh, we oversee the Seychelles Civil Aviation Authority as one of our agencies, as is Air Seychelles and National Airline. And of course, uh, we look over the airport uh, and all the operators there. And because we are overseeing the airport, uh, which is managed by Civil Aviation Authority currently, um, we are the landlord, as it were. And so uh, we're, 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 we're mindful of the fact that it is our point of entry. So 95% of all tourists come by air to the Seychelles, being in uh, an island paradise in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Um, 5% of the cargo comes by air. Uh, on the maritime side, it's the other way around. We have most of our cargo coming by sea. But we also have cruise ships that have come back, so we also have tourism that way. So as a Ministry of Transport, we're, we're, we have a, our portfolio is about facilitation, which is we are enablers to the economy. So what, what that means is our airports uh, should be, our ports of entry um, have to be places where we make things as easy as possible, where a visa-free destination. And everything we, we try to design is, is to make sure that um, how you enter the Seychelles and how you leave the Seychelles. Uh, we leave you with a good memory, but it's also quick and efficient. Uh, that's important for our economy and it's, in the, it's important for the people. So we're always looking at ways uh, to make that a delightful experience. And, uh, and it's an exciting time for aviation 
uh, in Seychelles at the moment. Uh, the pandemic, uh, just to let you know, so sometimes we, uh, you know, necessity is a mother of invention or you, you, you make lemonades when you're given a lemon. Uh, the pandemic was a terrible thing that happened to the world, but at the same time, it forced a lot of countries to have to adapt. So you can imagine being a tourism destination when COVID-19 hit and when that pandemic spread around the world, the impact on Seychelles was massive when there were uh, travel bans and lockdowns all over the place. And so one of the things that we had to do as an island was to figure this out very quickly. We didn't have the option of being in New Zealand or other countries that have other resources to keep our borders closed. So we had to figure out how we could resume tourism very quickly. Um, fortunately, we, we found a fantastic partner with Travisory uh, who had approached us in 2019 uh, and they were one of the uh, people who had expressed interest in our border security and they approached us in 2020 uh, to say, hey, we, we have a solution to do with this. And it was it came at a, a, a very opportune time for us because we had convened a national uh, committee involving tourism, stakeholders, immigration to figure out how to reopen our borders. And one of the things we did was we, we realized we had to become innovative with technology. And so uh, the COVID-19 pandemic allowed us as a country to leap forward uh, with innovation uh, in the sense of a crisis. And I'm very delighted at where we are today and we'll continue that progress. And so that's it. Uh, that's the best way to say it, that uh, as you mentioned in your opening, a lot of the changes that have taken place has really been reflective of the pandemic, but as Seychelles a destination, we're running with that and continuing on with which was our journey. Okay, no, thank you so much, Alan. And again, I mean, that's a very uh, a detailed introduction of what is happening now. And I'm testimony to uh, what I'm and um, what uh, it's uh, currently undergoing in the Seychelles. But I'm bringing Tom, and Tom, you you've you've been a very good partner, as he said, a respect to um, uh, you know making sure that travel is more uh, seamless. Now, if you recall, during the pandemic, uh, it was said that you know technology even before the pandemic we had technology and digitalization and trying to eliminate you know manual stuff that makes even travel more you know much easier in that context how you know have you transitioned from uh you know um manually uh, you know dependent processes for example not just in Seychelles in Africa to what you are doing with the Seychelles island yeah thank you Kojo it's a pleasure to be here um, we, we have a saying in, in Travisory, and it's very simple, it's travel smart. And what we want to do, our vision is to give governments and individual travelers the tools they need to be able to ensure they can cross borders smoothly, swiftly, and safely. Smoothly means a seamless experience, it means you can apply for a travel authorization on a web, on a mobile phone, or use a web app. Swift means you no longer have to queue up on arrival. We've reduced the time to approve, get a health approval for a travel authorization from 24 hours to less than three hours. We've reduced the amount of time it takes to review travelers arriving in the Seychelles to ensure that they're COVID free, that they have negative PCR tests from two to three hours to less than 30 minutes, an entire plane. That helps to make the Seychelles safe. It keeps the travelers safe. And safe also means security. We help keep the country secure because we provide data to the Seychelles government that they need to identify high-risk travelers. We also keep travelers safe. 
It's all about keeping their personal data safe. A lot of the, most of the travelers, almost all the travelers to the Seychelles are coming from Europe, from Western Europe and Eastern Europe. Uh, but travelers from anywhere, they worry about their personal data. And we protect that, we keep, we protect it to the highest standards in the world, the GDPR standards of the European Union. And that, that's how we do it. It's all about technology. Okay, now uh, let me stay with you a, a bit. Uh, uh, did you uh, realize that, or did you, you know, from your data and from your estimation, uh, pick it up that countries are now willing to invest in what you're doing, uh, you know, uh, in terms of technology to enable uh, travel in the light of the pandemic? You want me to answer? Yes, that for, yes, um, please. For um, yes, and no. I think yes, governments can see uh, the success that Alan has had here in the Seychelles, that the Seychelles have had in terms of opening up and remaining open for over a year, while other countries open and close and constantly change their rules, which just confounds the average traveler. It doesn't happen here, thanks to the system we put in place. Um, yes, because a lot of these passenger data solutions are actually mandated now by the, by the UN and by ICAO. And Seychelles was the first country in Africa to adopt the, to comply with UN resolutions with respect to passenger data, acquiring the data, using the data to keep travel safe and protecting the data for the travelers. So yes, African countries see this and want to make the investment, but no, because investments can be very expensive. Um, and the solution that we found here in the Seychelles was a self-financing solution um, there's a very modest fee for travel authorization, lower than the U.S. charges, for instance. We've had no issues with that in terms of travelers. So the system actually pays for itself. And uh, that's, uh, I think, as governments across Africa realize that they can put in place state-of-the-art systems without increasing taxes, without going bankrupt, without digging deep into public finances. I think you'll see a lot more of them adopting the solution and following the lead of the Seychelles. No, that's. I think that's good, and it's it's always good to also, uh, you know, peer review, especially in Africa, than always looking, uh, you know, uh, up to the west. Now, Alan, if we talk about that, uh, can you give me an update on the expansion works? Because my last travel to Seychelles on the seventh of December, realized that uh, you've had some considerable works and still undergoing at the domestic and international terminal, and I think, uh, you know, at the VIP or something, what is the state now and how are you doing that to, you know, uh, move from how we saw us, I as a traveler, not as a journalist, a traveler, I've always seen Seychelles, not just the mega airport, but it was still an efficient, uh, you know, place to travel through, you know, the airport. Give us the numbers and, you know, what is it that uh, you guys are doing there? Uh, thanks, Kojo. Yeah, it's been a very exciting time um, for the Seychelles. Uh, we, we've had a new government in uh, September of, of 2020, and this government has had a very strong will to modernize and upgrade um, all the facilities and the ports of entry. So currently at the airport, we're doing a lot of sort of renovation, we're retiling, um, we're also uh, investing in sort of uh, uh, buffing up the appearance of some of the older infrastructure. But also, uh, I'm, I'm delighted to say that we've also heavily invested in the technology side. And, and as Tom was saying, um, the, 
One of the reasons why we were so happy with Trevisory, um, not just because uh, their philosophy uh, agreed with us, but it, it helped solve a lot of things for us because um, what we have is an island destination. We would have a, you know, a lot of flights arriving at the same time. Uh, people like to come to their holidays in the morning. And so, as Tom was saying, uh, if you're going to take uh, two hours or an hour to disembark an aircraft and you have three aircraft coming you know, back to back, this can be a big problem for us. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we're going to do in the future to, to do even more about that. But at the moment, we, we had a, a real issue. I mean, one of the, the, the fantastic things about our system is that it allowed us to reopen. So in March, uh, we, we reopened again and we've stayed open despite all the different variants that have come out because as Tom said, the system allows us to have on hand sort of control of, of who's coming in and, and, and managing the risks this way. But it's also allowed us to be very seamless on the ground. And so we've actually found that we can be very efficient. So I'm very delighted to say that in November of last year, we launched our first bio corridor that you, you mentioned in, in your opening where passengers can just walk through and use their faces. Uh, and in the, in the next month or so, we are now actively trying to uh, implement uh, a paperless vision, a true paperless vision for how people enter and exit our country. We'll be inviting our ministers to do a walkthrough of our airport. And when we say paperless, uh, Kojo, I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's not what you think. Uh, uh, just last week, uh, we retired our blue immigration cards that people have to fill on the planes. So that's one thing that's gone, which is the paper. But there's another side of the paperless, which is... Oh, really? Well, that's, yeah, that's, the other side. Okay, because I, yeah. I, I recall every time that I have to fill this on the Ethiopian flight, every time to fill this. So if that is gone, this is a, this is a, I mean, congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, no, this was a momentous occasion. And, uh, and here again, uh, one of the things that was beautiful about uh, the system that we've invested in with Trivisory is it's cloud-based, it's a software as a service. And so they've been on the ground. Uh, Tom here is the country director. He has a project director on team. I think they have about 40 staff, mostly locals living here in the Seychelles. All locals. All locals, actually. They're all locals. And so only Tom is the rest. And so we've actually created a lot of jobs around this. And they work very closely with immigration, work with our teams to help implement these systems. So it's not just you stick it there. You actually have to work together with teams. So they've been at it for almost a year for us to retire the cards because there's a lot of legacy systems that we have to integrate. Bottom line is, Coach Bill, is that we are going to implement uh, a paperless entry and exit to Seychelles. Uh, in effect, our, our vision, if you will, would be a kind of walking pace journey through the airport. That's your security. You don't even need one day, perhaps, to even take out your passport because we've already collected that from you. Your face is your passport, uh, for example. And so then we would only talk to those people that maybe we want to ask a few questions about and others, but for the vast majority of, of our visitors, you simply walk into the Seychelles uh, since we've done all the work before. So, and the same on exit. So we're, we're looking at how we're gonna redesign the exit yeah, for the let Seychelles. Let me say one thing about that bio corridor that we did not say when we did the TV interview last month. That bio corridor was built here in Seychelles. Yeah. It was manufactured in Seychelles. Yeah, and, okay. and, and when we see the latest technology, Kojo, I mean, you've probably seen the bio corridors in other countries, maybe in the UAE. You have to stop, let the camera take your photo, and then the gate will open when you walk through. Our, our bio corridor, which was, as Tom pointed out, made here in the Seychelles by local manufacturers, designed by uh, local architects and, and, and in the collaboration with the team, you just walk. You never have to stop. Uh, just pull down your mask, and we can even recognize you 90% of the time, even if you have your mask on. So it's kind of amazing. 
And uh, just last point on this one, uh, Kojo, cabinet ministers two weeks ago approved for us to do a 2022 airport master plan review. And I'm delighted to say that we've just been given uh, the go ahead and the green light uh, to move with that. And so this year, we'll start to see engagement with a redesign of our airport, which will involve, which will involve a new airport terminal, a new VIP complex, as you mentioned, and a complete redesign of the arrival experience to make something iconic and beautiful. And I can't wait. And technology will be embedded into that uh, into that vision uh, that we're talking about. So yeah, it's very exciting times. What will be the current capacity, if I may ask? Sorry to. <clears throat> Sorry, what would be? I'm the, what will be the current capacity for the new uh, airport? Uh, uh, you know, uh, expansion. Excellent. So uh, what we're targeting is uh, a throughput of about two million passengers a year. Now that sounds like a lot. Seychelles currently has about 400, you know, thousand uh, tourists a year on arrival, but actually our throughput is about 1.1 million. Okay, um, uh, when you include the international and domestic, so we have to wait for the the rest of the country to to catch up. In other words, do you have enough hotels and, and whatnot? So anytime you build a new airport, you're building for the future. So we're designing our airport in a way so that it expands in phases as it should. Uh, but the, the the core first design will be such that it'll be it can handle about twice as much. But here's the the beautiful thing about technology, uh, Kojo. Um, I was watching uh, how our technology was. Uh, I used to actually sit in the airport and, and, and you know, sort of time how immigration officers would, would question people on arrival. And I saw that it would take about, you know, two and a half minutes, four minutes for a family to, to be questioned and, and go through. Now it's just somebody walking through. So as you can imagine, this is why Tom was saying we can disembark a plane in 20 minutes. In other words, we can clear you faster than you can walk off of the plane. Uh, that, that's incredible. So that, that, that arrival hall, which used to be full of people standing in queues, is now just a place for you to walk through where we have duty-free, more shopping experiences. Uh, we can now make it easier for you to get your luggage, things like that. So, so that's where we're going with this. Like it's, 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 uh, and we want to make sure the sun, sand, and sea, uh, what's iconic about our destination is reflected in the new environment. Uh, it's gonna be something iconic. So not only can we handle 2 million, passengers a year, but we won't need as much space as we needed to before to do that. And so it's actually a, it's a, it's a unique combination of the two uh, with technology. And, and the lovely thing about the, our technology that we have, we've also started deploying that uh, in small steps on the maritime side. So we're handling cruise ships. Uh, they're sending some data in advance and we'll be looking at a new cruise ship terminal where again, we'll be using our technology uh, to facilitate that. So for myself, uh, I couldn't be more happy uh, to be sitting here astride this revolution if you will of how the travel experience and journey will be in Seychelles. and i mean it's it's uh, it's 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 it it goes without saying that once you have this experience it has a direct impact you know on travelers choice and how they want to you know uh, go about it. but i'll come to tom and i'll revert back to you alan i mean uh, later respect to Seychelles and you know and and in a couple of things but tom for 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 what you uh, alan just said which you buttress with respect to uh, the development of the technology and the things that comes with it. Uh, it looks as if it's not like an off-shelf, uh, you know, technology. So you you take into consideration uh, the needs of a, a particular country or destination, and then you give something that addresses their problem. Now, from the feedback that you get, not just from the airport authority and, and, and the government, but from a passenger viewpoint, are you getting a sense that people are very 
uh, comfortable now and it's easier for them to travel and what are the other areas that you believe that you can add on or improve to even make it more uh, uh you know seamless as the world moves towards in a very uh, e-world if i may want to put it yeah thanks koja um yeah as alan said our solution is unique it's cloud-based which allows us to deploy the solution very quickly i think we went live in about four weeks here yep um and at a very low cost i've installed these sort of systems in over a dozen countries all the gcc countries south africa i sold them the app system that they have and all of those not with trivisor those in a previous life but every one of those deployments was a bespoke solution and um, in saudi arabia it took us more than a year to actually go live because everything had to be done on location uh, meeting customer requirements, etc. Whereas with the solution that Trevisory has brought to the Seychelles and other countries, um, it's highly configurable, it's cloud-based. We can configure it to do exactly what Alan wants it to do. And, you know, they do change your mind here. One day PHA will say, I want this test. And the next day they'll say, oh, well, <laughs> if you're recovering and you don't need that, you just need this other piece of paper. We can change all that in real time. And we do. Yes. And that is a huge benefit for travelers. And they like that. Myself, I fly around Africa. I flew to a neighboring country, well, nothing, we're in the middle of the ocean, but I flew to another African country just two weeks ago. Alan had to save my life. <laughs> I filled out, they had a kind of a very basic online form. God bless them, at least they had that. And I filled all that out the night before. I printed it out, I had everything, I was good to go. And I go to check in and the check-in agent says, you're not allowed to board. You're missing a piece of paper. I said, no, I'm not. I've, I did all this last night. It's up to date. She said, no, let me call, figure out what you're missing. And finally, Alan Renault interceded on my behalf. He forwarded to me on my phone, a decision made 24 hours earlier by the government of that country that a new piece of paper was required, which I didn't have. I ended up finding it, thank God. I have a lot of friends and 40 employees here too. And they all helped me out, thanks to Alan showing me the way. But with our system, you don't have that problem. We change everything in real time. Whatever the government wants us to do, we configure it exactly the way they want it. And that way a traveler can feel secure in the knowledge that they are complying with all the regulations, all the requirements of the Seychelles when they complete their online applications and can fly to Seychelles without any worries. Um, so highly configurable, cloud-based. What is the reaction to those to the system? I, I talk a lot with tourists here. Um, I mean, it is a Seychelles. I play golf, I play tennis, and I meet a lot of expats. Um, and I'd say 100% enthusiastic. They say this is much better than what I have to fill out to go to the U.S. This is much better than other forms I filled out for other countries. We really like it. Um, well done. The website is excellent. The mobile app on Android and iOS is fantastic. We really like it. Um, I think we can do a better job for Seychelles citizens. Um, and we're working on that. When I return to the US, I don't need to fill out a travel authorization. Um, I do need to do all the COVID tests now, and that's part of our solution. And I think we need to find a better way to handle um, Seychelles law. And that's something I talk with Alan about every day. So I'd say from, from a tourism perspective, everybody loves it, um, but we need to do a better job. We are keeping the Seychelles citizens safe. We're keeping 
COVID out, and thank God they, they haven't been hit hard here. But um, we can always do better, and we will. No, that's and I, just, I think that's good. Uh, you know, sorry, Alan. So, uh, you know, let me just stay on that point uh, a bit. It's it, it, it's good you've uh, illustrated how, you know, you were challenged uh, not to board a flight because of a piece of paper. And like I said in my introduction, I, 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 I have experienced a system of traveling in. And I, I recall that one of my colleagues even couldn't, when he filled the form, something came back. But there was a chat box, which was, you know, the turnaround time was even faster than picking the phone to call uh, Alan, I mean, with all due respect, because then it was communicating to you, which was, I mean, which was, which is something I think uh, it's good. But for people who also talks about, because we have countries that, yes, uh, about security, and you've mentioned it's, you know, cloud-based and all of that. How do you uh, assuage, I mean, not the fears, but people's concerns about, uh, you know, security, where security in some quarters is seen as, physically being at the airport, going through some, uh, you know, routine and, and and all of that. And then profiling of people even before it accepted on the stage. Give us, you know, a bit of a picture of how you intend to, uh, how that addresses that. And in your last comment, improve this, uh, uh, you know, point of, uh, of this uh, innovation. You want me to answer that? Yes, Tom, please. Okay. Um, yeah, the UN, as I said, has put in place a resolution calling on all countries to adopt these passenger data solutions. And the travel authorization in the Seychelles is, does, does a lot of that. The Seychelles is fully compliant. Um, however, as I said, we comply fully, uh, and it's in our contract with the Seychelles government, we comply fully with the strictest privacy rules in the world, which are the European rules, GDPR. Um, and so travelers can rest assured that their data is protected, um, that we do not abuse it, it cannot be, well, it cannot be hacked, that it's safe. And um, that's very important to our customer. It's very important to his customers, travelers that come here. And that's a, a critical part of our solution. We don't keep the data. The data belongs to the Seychelles government. Travelers give the data to the Seychelles government in order to come. We're just the data processor, long-term storage of the data. We, we pass the data to the Seychelles government every day as travelers come through. We also use their data because they have lists of prohibited immigrants. They have lists of travelers who have overstayed their visas in the past. They have traveler, they have individuals, Seychelles or foreign, who may have a warrant for their arrest, security issues like that. And we use those watch lists to alert immigration officers and law enforcement uh, okay. in the event a criminal attempts to enter or leave the country. That's very important. So we actually have increased security at the borders using technology. Okay. Now, Alan, please can you come in? I mean, you know, before I went to to, to Tom, you were you wanted to make an uh, uh, intervention, please. Yeah, it's 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 only to to pick up on what uh, uh, Tom was saying. Um, We've had a lot of very positive feedback from travel professionals, particularly. So we've had people, especially those who are frequent travels around the world, when they see our system, uh, I'm very happy to hear to say that they like that. But on this last point about the security, uh, this is really important. So Koja, you can look at it this way. Imagine when you have paper forms, you have to manually enter paper forms somewhere because the person has written it down. 
So imagine all we had to do as a government before to try and be more secure, where we would have to have all this data, which was manually entered into a computer and then in one database and then maybe another system would have another. So, uh, for example, we would have an Interpol uh, has a partnership with the Seychelles government and yet that information would have to get to the airport manually because they would say to them, oh, look, here's the latest Interpol red list. With our technology, all of this is in real time. So we've almost transformed the way we're doing security so that now we can see a flag. So our systems have been connected to several watch lists internationally, the Interpol yellow, Interpol red. Uh, and now we're, we're integrating with the stolen and lost uh, travel database, which is incredible. And so it means that we're able to now have a high level security. And for myself, uh, Kojo, having lived in the Seychelles, uh, you know, worked in Seychelles for the past 18 years, um, the beauty of the system we have now is you don't have to worry about that part of it. So before when we're trying to get all the different agencies to work together and cooperate, uh, part of the challenge is not just getting them in the room to cooperate, but we also have to look at these different legacy systems and how you know, the information is not at your fingertips. Today, we're sitting on a wealth of data that's used by National Bureau of Statistics, that's used by different offices. We give access, as, as Tom said, that that data is very protected. We de-anonymize the, the data. We, we, we're very, very, compliant with the highest standards, but we use this for statistical purposes. And it just makes the cooperation between the agencies just that much easier. It's one less thing you have to worry about because we're all looking at the same data. Each one is looking at it a little bit different with different risks, but we cooperate now at the airport. It's still a work in progress. Uh, as we said, we only retired the blue cards uh, just last week. So now it's a transformation from having to always inquire people about the cards they filled in to you're now profiling them in advance. And this is a, it's an ongoing journey and it's, it's creating more interesting jobs, more interesting things. But the one thing I can tell you, it's an amazing combination of we're now faster and more secure and we're able to do things that we couldn't do before and know how to fix it in real time and continue to develop. So for me, it's, it's just wonderful. So it's a, it's a, it's a new vista for Seychelles. Um, not just from border security standpoint, but just from what else can we do with technology? And so uh, it's it's delightful to know that we can be innovative. Let, let me follow up on that. Let okay. me follow up on that, Kojo, because business intelligence is a huge piece of what we do. I mean, we talk about security, we talk about facilitation, we talk about COVID, and that's all very important. But our solution also allows the tourism ministry. They're not on this call, but they use our data all the time in order to target markets for development. Um, since COVID struck here, Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe has become a huge market for yes. Seychelles. Western Europe was shut down. Eastern Europe stepped up. We started having, what, three, four flights a week from Moscow? Yeah. Fantastic. And we can provide all that data. It's, as Alan said, it's anonymized, so there's no personal data involved at all, but where are travelers coming from? When are they coming? How long are they staying? Uh, what sort of hotels are they going to? High end, low end, mid end? You can slice and dice the data a million ways. And that is a powerful business intelligence tool for the tourism ministry to lead their marketing campaigns to promote tourism to Seychelles. And they've been very effective doing that. Now, I mean, I mean, uh, the beauty of Seychelles, as again, uh, you know, I've come to know and work with is, is, is the synergy and the partnership between uh, the department, you know, of uh, I mean, I mean, the various departments and and this, uh, you know, case civil aviation and tourism and how you work uh, hand in hand. Now uh, and again, I hope that this this 
this uh, you know social story will be shared at the uh, Aviadev conference, which I mean, you've been a speaker, uh, you know, year in uh, year out. But uh, my, as you wrap up, what I was trying to uh, demystify is uh, the social tourism announced that I think there are only about seven thousand uh, visitors short of reaching the pre-pandemic levels, you know, in terms of arrivals, which is very good news with tourism uh, restart. From where you sit, uh, does it, you know, correspond with the interest of other airlines or if you like the frequencies of airlines coming in and your expansion plans? Uh, I mean, what has been the feedback with your stakeholders like the airlines? Uh, that's a that's a fantastic question. Um, uh, yeah, one of the amazing things, and, and again, uh, by us going digital, working with the airlines and our particular solution, well, well, the, the way in which we, we, we self-finance it, we did it in a way that didn't impact the airlines. We didn't introduce it as a tax uh, on the tickets or anything like this. And uh, previous to the pandemic, we had signed a lot of bilaterals. Uh, we had signed over 90 bilaterals in the last decade. So we actually had, our, our airspace was, was, I like to say, pregnant with possibilities for airlines to come in. and. So what we tried to do was we tried to open it up in the sense of making it easy for airlines to come. Now, the amazing thing that Tom alluded to was Western Europe had been shut down more than the rest. And so Seychelles actually had to look at new secondary markets. So we had El Al and Arkea, Israel and Russia with Aeroflot. They were our top two markets in 2021, I believe. And followed by a whole host of new countries. We had the UAE also big. and so. We were able to see a, a lot of airlines, charter airlines, private aircraft were coming, um, and the scheduled airlines came back in force. So you have Emirates coming back now 10 times a week. It used to be double daily, but they're almost there. Um, Turkish has come back. All of our airlines started coming back one by one uh, and streaming through. And so we, we saw a remarkable surge in tourism. In fact, it was, it was greater than what we imagined. We had hoped that if we were lucky, we would get 100,000 tourists in 2021. That was our goal. We ended up getting, I think, 184, 190,000 tourists. So we almost doubled our expectations. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. And and Kojo, that is without our traditional tourism markets. We've managed to achieve that with new markets uh, from the Ukraine, from Eastern Europe, from Romania, uh, from Poland, uh, and from Russia in particular. So uh, it, it's just astonishing that we've been able to do this. And so when uh, it, it, with the way things appear to be going, we will start to see uh, the pandemic now be something that we can live with around the world. Uh, it's it maybe still early to call, but if that happens, we expect our traditional markets to come back with a vengeance. Uh, we have Air France coming back. We expect to see British Airways coming in. We already have Edelweiss, already have some European presence in long hauls. So we see a lot. So, so Kojo, we are preparing for uh, even greater than what we saw in 2019 at the moment. Uh, even though we've gotten close, we think it's going to go beyond them. And when we talk to some of the travel operators, their forward bookings for 2022 are actually exceeding what they had in 2019. So it's an amazing job. And as Tom said, it's been tourism working really hard with going to these new destinations, marketing, using this information. And uh, yeah, so so all of the investments that we're making now, it's, it's actually an anticipation of what we imagine will be uh, greater surges of tourism than we've ever seen before. And we don't want that new uh, crop of tourists to experience any problems when they get here. We want to be ready for them. And that's why uh, we're moving fast at the moment. Uh, thanks to our new friends, we're able to do things that we couldn't do before.
And I think, you know, I mean, you are right on, you know, I mean, you, you are spot on with the, the needs of the travelers, uh, you know, uh, uh, have changed. And, 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 and because people are leaning more into, uh, you know, digitalization. And uh, that brings me to my final question with Tom, uh, respect to what would be your advice, you know, uh, in the wake of what is happening in Seychelles and using an African case, you know, to tell the story, what would be your advice to uh, destinations, airports, and if you like tourism, authority and the government to 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 take a lead or what they can do to make uh, you know uh, traveling you know seamless your destination my advice to our african governments that are looking to bounce back after covid to relaunch tourism to ensure that international travel and border crossings are smooth safe secure seamless would basically be do what Alan did. Embrace technology, talk to vendors, um, deploy these new technologies in a way that is not going to be a burden on airlines or on travelers themselves. Um, look at the data that you'll be collecting with these new tools. Use those, use that data to do even more marketing. And if you get into a virtuous cycle where you're deploying technology to improve the passenger experience and to make it more secure. But that passenger data allows you to develop other markets even more quickly and do an even better job of promoting your country as a tourism destination. Alan has been wildly successful. He deserves a lot of credit for what he did. Often, I used to be in government myself. Oftentimes, government officials are risk averse new technologies, they hear cloud, they hear mobile, they're a little bit dubious, but um, Alan, I mean, Alan he's, 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 he's embraced technology and he's always uh, innovative with respect to, uh, I mean, I've known him for some time and in our conversation that we've had uh, over the past years, Alan is somebody also who uh, who believes in, uh, you know, innovation, how things can change. Now, Alan, uh, on, as you wrap up, uh, you know, with me, uh, what is the state of air seashells with respect to conversations that, or what we read in the papers with respect to government and ETR, you know, etc.? Can you bring up, us up to speed with that? Yes. So, uh, well, actually, yes. So, in 2020, uh, 2021, um, obviously, the COVID pandemic uh, had a huge impact on air seashells. And it had been laden with a huge debt. Um, and what we had to do uh, throughout the course of 2021 was to work out a plan for Seychelles, both to try and survive in this new COVID environment where a lot of the traditional markets were closed and deal with that debt. And uh, our ministry was heavily involved with that. And what I can tell you, we were successful. Uh, Seychelles entered 2021 with a debt of over $150 million uh, from various uh, stakeholders. We've now reduced that to $27.8 million, a huge reduction yeah. uh, in the debt that it does, thanks to our negotiations uh, with the debtors and uh, others. Uh, SHLs did have to enter into administration, but we fully expect to pay off the $27.8 million by the end of March, um, uh, and so that we have successfully have a rescue plan for SHLs. They've transformed themselves into a much leaner organization, uh, the, the, the business plan is solid. I mean, this is the aviation business, coaches, you know, uh, 
I was in I was an SA Shells man for 15 years and will always be an SA Shells man. So it's delightful that they found a way to move forward. So they have a strong cash position, unbelievably, but they do. Uh, thanks to their mixed business model where they do ground handling and the rest. Uh, thanks to the success of the tourism industry, SA Shells has managed to make money uh, providing services to other airlines and found a way for themselves to sustain themselves with charters. And so we're looking at SA Shells doing a lot of charters uh, to, to, to get through this next period and then go back to scheduled international services. And so, yeah, SA Shells has made it through. And it was, we had a lot of accolades from some of the industry, airline, aviation industry, how we managed to get that debt down. And even I was astonished by it. So we're one of the few countries where our airline has so far managed to find a way. Um, and so, yeah, we're looking very hopeful for that. Gentlemen, thank you so much, Tom and Alan. It's always been uh, a pleasure, you know, speaking to you. And I think this news ought to be shared with the world. And uh, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, as Africa, we can always point to something happening uh, in the region for people to know that it's possible, uh, again, with, uh, you know, commitment. And uh, like Tom said, uh, uh, um, embracing innovation, you can change how uh, we travel. So thank you once again. And it's always been a pleasure speaking to you both. Thanks, thanks so much, Coach. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.